Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. In the great halls of USA Today, we assemble the newsroom's mightiest nerds, Brett Molina. I'm so sorry for the producer of this podcast. <laughs> Kelly Lawler. I will fight you on it. Brian Truitt. Spoiler town! <laughs> Together, they form The Mothership. Their mission, to harness their collective encyclopedic knowledge of nerdiness in all its forms, to dissect every trailer, plot twist, and game released for the geekiest of fans. The Mothership, saving the universe from bad comic book adaptations every Friday. All aboard the Mothership, the Geek Culture Podcast from the USA Today Network. Thank you so much for joining us, and happy Friday, everybody. Happy Friday, Brett! Happy moving day almost for Kelly. Yay! Yay! Uh, let's meet the crew. I'm Brett Molina. I play video games, and the closest I ever got to a swamp was Florida, which I call the humidity state. I'm Brian Truitt. I watch movies, and the closest I ever got to a swamp was working in Disney World for a summer and living in a glorified trailer park. I'm Kelly Lawler. I watch television, and I have never been to a swamp unless you count living here in Washington, D.C., Northern Virginia, which already nearly melts me every summer with all the fun, fun, fun humidity. It's we, no Florida. No, Florida. Florida is Florida brutal. All. brutal. Brutal, brutal, brutal. Although USA Today Life social media editor Anika Reed says it's worse than Florida, and she lived there from her young life. I can't imagine. It yeah. is not. No. Re, uh, listeners weigh in. What's the more humid state, Florida or, like, well, I can't say state, D.C. D.C. or Florida? The DMV for the DMV. you un- uninitiated. Yeah. District, Maryland, Virginia. What's the more humid area? Let us know. Um, if this is your first time listening, welcome. New episodes of The Mothership drop every Friday, and you can subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you like to listen. And while you're on Apple Podcasts, it would be lovely if you could write a quick review about the show. Uh, by doing that, you'll help other fans who love nerdy pop culture find us. And as a thank you, we'll give out a very special shout out on our next episode. So try it. It's all upside. Don't forget, along with leaving a review, you can get in touch with us on Twitter. We're at Mothership Pod. We already had a couple of listeners chime in on Game of Thrones because they had their own kind of thoughts on the show and everything. Uh, we have Becky, who has the Twitter handle Sheree. She said, I give it a seven. It wasn't the best, but it definitely wasn't the worst I've seen. Uh, we also have Ryan Cutler. It was a mediocre ending for what I always believed was a mediocre show with very high production value. Battlestar Galactica was a much better show top to bottom. Woo woo! <laughs> Thank you both for your feedback. Greatly appreciated. See? That's why you should leave us a message on Twitter. Um, you can also email us too, mothershippod at usatoday.com. This week, here comes yet another comic book superhero show, but this one's a little different and quite swampy. Executive produced by horror guru James Wan. Swamp Thing premieres this Friday on the DC Universe streaming service and brings back to the screen DC Comics' leafy green giant. Ho, ho, ho. It's creepy and kooky, and you're going to want to stay away from plant life for a while after seeing the first episode. You probably shouldn't eat a salad either, anyway. I uh, did just for this episode. I ate a salad. <laughs> very impressive. Uh, joining today is this very special guest, Swamp Thing himself, Derek Mears, best known for playing horror icon Jason Voorhees in the 2009 reboot of Friday the 13th. 
He is a veteran of many TV shows and movies, including a couple of parts of the Caribbean films, Twin Peaks, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., The Lead of Battle Angel, Community, and a whole lot more. Derek, thanks so much for being here. Hey, thank you so much for having me on your show. Okay, tell us how you became Swamp Thing. How did this happen? How did you get into uh, this role? They put a monster suit on me. Next question. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> Well, that would be horrible. Like, oh, I met Derek. He was the worst interviewee ever. He just, uh, horrible. No, uh, it was crazy. Uh, I got called in for a meeting. I was on the short list for the character. And the the first time I went into the character, I auditioned and read some, um, I, I, did, I did a scene for the producers and showrunner and some of the execs in the room. And afterwards, it was funny, uh, my manager's like, hey, I think you might be in the number one position for this show. And I'm like, oh, okay. And he's like, you, you don't seem too thrilled. I go, no, I just, like, I, I like the Swamp Thing character, but I just don't know how you're going to do, you know, like a, a, if you don't do an R rating, like how do you do like a TV version for this character? I just don't think it will do it justice. And he goes, Derek, first off, it's on the new DCU universe. Uh, it's a hard R rating. They're using Alan Moore's Saga of Swamp Thing as a, a, a kind of a Bible, in a sense, to, to follow the series. And in the room, and he lifts off everybody that was in the room and who's involved in the project. And my jaw just kind of just dropped open on the floor. And I'm like, oh, oh, that, oh, so they're going to do it right. Okay. And so then they called back and go, hey, can you come back in for another reading? We're going to have you read again. Uh, but this time we're going to bring uh, an actress uh, to come in with you and do a couple more scenes and see how you work with uh, the actress. And that's when I started getting nervous. When I'm like, oh, this is really cool. Like, I'm really excited about what they're doing. And so I started putting the pressure on myself. But after that, uh, they called and said, do you want to do the character? We think you're the guy. And beyond flattered and blown away, I was jumping at the chance i'm like yeah that sounds amazing i'm in i'm totally in so that's how it all kind of came about so we've seen swamp thing on screen before and you know kind of most notably the kind of 1982 west craven movie with adrian barbeau how is this version different from what we've mm -hmm. seen before uh this one is it's a horror drama it's uh it's played dead serious it, it was so lovely with the cast and we were all kind of comparing notes uh before some of us had done scenes together where everyone has the same approach, where everyone's playing it as if it were Chekhov, where if there's an emotional scene, everyone is really giving every ounce of their energy into that. So it is, though Swapping is technically a superhero, we're doing a hard R horror drama. And I can't tell you how excited I am to, to be a part of it. And I've only seen the first two episodes, and me being, I always say I'm a fan representing the fans, so, because like my, I'm so lucky to play so many of my iconic characters throughout my career, and that it could end at any time. And so, just by seeing the first two episodes, I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is what we created. Can can I see more soon? Because this is what I want to see as a fan. The Swamp Thing comic has uh, had an environmental bent uh, in the past few years. You know, I feel like it, already in the pilot, which is uh, just what we've seen, they're talking a lot about the swamp and making a living off of it. But, and like what what to do with it. So it seems like you guys are going for that angle a little bit. Do you do you go really hard in it throughout the course of the season? It's what I like about stories in general, and what I look for in scripts is I love uh, 
with, with TV and film, I say we're, we're doing modern mythology. And with the, the mythos, I, I always want a parable, or a parable or something to, to give me some sort of nutrient or some sort of lesson uh, from the story. And what, what we're doing, the, the whole first season of Swamp Thing is that, that Swamp Thing is a mystery and you're figuring out what Swamp Thing is. Uh, but w- within that, there are, like, uh, I call it like the analogy of a spoonful of sugar, where, like, you're getting this crazy horror drama, but there's a lot of parables of, about, uh, like, our current, like, you know, environmental crisis and, and different things to, like, how to treat the earth. And if you're not nice to Mother Nature, what are the consequences? So it's not, like, beating you over the head with it, but there are a lot of subtle references that make you think about, oh, I'll just, just perceive nature in a different way. Because um, ultimately, the, 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 the story in general, and on my opinion, is a story of acceptance, where I think we all relate to the, the Swamp Thing character because being that he is a monster of a sense, that the acceptance we all feel like we're too short or too tall or too wide, or too, that we have something about us that we're not comfortable with. And by seeing that Alec Collin dealing with what he's become as Swamp Thing, we can relate to him, guy, girl, or no, no, no matter what, whatever you are or where you're currently doing, you can see yourself within the character and kind of get hints about, in an overall sense, the parable being that it's going to be okay to accept whatever it is that you are. Once you accept who you are, the rest of the world will accept you as well. And so what story is supposed to do in general is help us you know, learn how to live our lives. So I hope that people know that whatever makes them different, that A, it's okay, and B, embrace it and step on that gas pedal and continue on that path for whatever it is that makes you you. So what's it like wearing the Swamp Thing getup? It looks like it's probably really hot and takes a really long time to get together. What's (laughs) it like being in that thing? Uh, it, it is difficult in a sense, uh, but Justin Raleigh and the guys over at Fraction Effects have made it the best thing possible. Uh, the suit itself originally was supposed to be four hours to, to get uh, in the makeup and about an hour and a half to get it all off. Uh, but Kevin Kirkpatrick and Ozzy Alvarez, who are one-winning makeup artists uh, who apply the makeup uh, on set, they actually got the time down to two hours, which I have no idea how they did that. And I don't know how many gift baskets of gold and magic I need to send them because it made my life so much easier. Um, but, uh, uh, it is difficult performing in the suit because the, the swamp set that was built for the show, uh, we have a giant indoor set, which is just gorgeous and, and, and mind blowing. But the, the problem is the water is heated for our safety divers and for our cast members that have to be in the water from time to time. And it also has to be heated to, to keep the fog down on, to just kind of stick to the water. So I would come into set and you're already hot and heavy in this giant suit and guys are wearing like tank tops and sweating galore going, oh, it's so hot. And they feel bad because they see me walking by and they're going, oh, it's hot, really? When I, when I tell you how, how hot it is. <laughs> and uh, But also with some of the the emotional scenes, with some of the uh, the emotional peaks and, and, and valleys of the character, the, the mania the character is going through at certain points, it elevates your heart rate because in a sense you're, you're lying to your own body and that alone is, is exhausting, but having to suit on top of that, keeping all the energy in, it's hard for yourself to breathe and have somewhere for that energy to go. So that made it even more difficult to perform 
inside the suit when we're hitting those uh, emotionally crucial scenes. Which is worse in terms of, you know, makeup, accessories, and all that, being Swamp Thing or being Jason? Oh, that's a good question. They both have their pros and cons. Uh, it was a little more difficult to be Jason just for the fact that when we shot Friday the 13th, we shot in Austin, Texas, and a crazy heat wave hit. Mm-hmm. And it was like 110 to 115 out at certain points. And after so many weeks of wearing the Jason makeup, my first layer of skin kind of starts to get irritated and <laughs> starts to fall away. And so when they was after your, your skin, it's almost kind of like having like a road rash in a sense. And then when they had put more glue on and makeup on top of that, it just became incredibly, uh, maybe, maybe irritable. Uh, but Swamp Thing, it, it was difficult, but it's honestly the best that, that it could possibly be. The analogy I'd like to use, I've worn other suits or done other characters where the analogy is like being stabbed in the face. And Swamp Thing's only like being punched in the face. And I'm much more, I'm up for being punched in the face if I have to choose between the two. So what's it like playing a horror icon like Jason? I mean, that's got to be a pretty awesome thing to put on your resume. I tell you, brother, it is the craziest thing. Like, I I feel like I'm going through like my toy chest as a child going, I want to play this character and I want to play this character. Knowing full well that this could end at any time. And I just, it's, it's a weird full circle for me because like with Jason, for example, the two things that scared me as a child, like, like out of my mind and gave me nightmares, uh, was Bigfoot from the $6 million man and Jason Voorhees. And I would have so many nightmares. But then as an adult, to be able to tell a whole new generation the, those stories of Jason and to give be the, the causer of new nightmares for, for new kids, it's it's a full mind blowing circle. So I don't know how I got here, and I don't know why the phone keeps ringing, but I'm very appreciative. And if it all ends right now, it's been an amazing run. Well, and it's a cool kind of like fraternity you're now a part of with with Kane Hodder and Tyler Maine. You know, kind of, you know, you are you are a horror icon for you know from now on, and that's got to be kind of cool. To, you know, when you when you see those guys around. Oh, for sure. Like Tyler Maines is one of my, my best friends like, who played Michael Myers in Rob Zombie's Halloween. And it's so funny when fans will see he and, he and I hanging out. They're like, wait a second, why is Jason and Michael hanging out? Are you guys like filming something? It's either that or they think we're like biker drug dealers. <laughs> we look like murderers like out of our, in, in our normal street clothes. But it is wild because in between TV and film jobs, I'll get offered to do autograph signings and go to these different uh, conventions. And that's where I get to meet a lot of the uh, the older actors that I'm a fan of. And A, that they even know that I exist blows my mind. But B, becoming friends with them and getting the, the inside shop talk of like, wait, what really happened on the movie that I love that you can't tell the general public? Oh, you're going to tell me behind the scenes? Okay. Oh, we're friends now? This is crazy. I, I, it's, it's, it's such an amazing, I, I always have a fan representing the fans. I'm trying to keep it together because, like, with certain interviews, I, I my normal speech pattern, I'm very calm and, and collected. But, like, right now, I get excited. I go, oh, wait, I want to tell you this. I want to tell you this. Like, Derek, relax. It's okay. <laughs> Just explain how you're feeling and move on, you ding dong. Um, so you've gotten to play a bunch of different horror icons, and it's more specifically a lot of prosthetics, a lot of non-human elements. Is there a kind of prosthetic or like a CGI kind of thing that you really want to do? Is there a bucket list of cool makeup or monster gear that you want to try on? 
Oh, for sure. Uh, it was crazy. Like my, my wife reminded me before, uh, backing up, uh, before this question, uh, reminded me before I booked Swamp Thing that I did a Q and A at a horror con. I got, I got asked a similar question. And at the time I gave, uh, a two part answer. And the first part was, I go, you know, I really want to work on, I, I, I'd like to do a character similar to kind of Frankenstein, but not necessarily Frankenstein, where it's a character that deals with like the, the, the an existential question of what am I and makes you kind of delve deep into the, the peaks and valleys of, of what we are to explore what it means to be human and to, to play those different notes in a, in a TV or a film job. Uh, so that was, and so it's weird. My wife was like, you realize that's what you got with Swamp Thing. Oh my gosh, that's, oh my God, you're so right. But the other nerdy side of this is, uh, at some point, uh, at one point when I was a child and I was old enough to know better, I was, I think, 12 years old. A friend of mine, uh, we were, we got comic books at our local, uh, bookstore and we're waiting for my mom to pick me up outside. And he goes, Derek, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I started to answer and he cut me off. He goes, me, I want to be, uh, I want to be like a, a businessman. Like I want to, like, you know, own my own business or work for a giant company. And now he was working at human resources at, at uh, Microsoft and, uh, over at like EA Games or something, and we, we were, I've known this guy since I was four years old, and uh, so back when we were twelve, he goes, "Okay, your turn. What do you want to be?" I go, "Um, I'm gonna have to say a Jedi." And he was like, "What? A Jedi? Those don't exist. You don't. You can't be a Jedi." I go, "You don't know about the future. It can be anything." So in the future, if there's a chance that I'm gonna be a part of a Star Wars project, I need to be a Sith or a Jedi. I'm relishing the moment that I get to call him up on the phone and go, hey, man, like, how's it going? Oh, really? Are you having a good time at EA? That's great. That's great. Yeah, I'm a Jedi and just curse and hang up. <laughs> that would just be the best thing for me in the full circle. You know, you so got... I'm still waiting for that moment if that happens. I was just going to say, uh, you that? got that Disney Plus streaming service coming up with some more Star Wars shows. Maybe this, your odds are looking better and better every day. They are doing more and more, so we'll see how that all turns out. Like that would just be lovely. That would be. But after that, I'd be like, I don't know. What am I? I have to make new goals. I I've gotten to play so many things that I've wanted to before, and I, I don't. I, I I honestly feel guilty to be real for a moment, where I have so many talented friends who, are, aside from acting, like who are artists in different mediums, who haven't had that opportunity or spotlight that I've had. And I, I'm trying to figure out ways, whether it's producing or something, just to be able to have, to share that light, to give them the opportunity going, like, you are, you work so hard at your craft, like, you just need someone to see you. And I want to make those opportunities just to share the journey that I've been on for, for so many years. So superhero movies and TV shows like Swamp Thing are kind of are all the rage right now. Everybody wants to watch and, and consume all the superhero um, entertainment. Uh, what kind of stuff in that genre appeals to you personally? And the superhero genre, uh, honestly, a, a lot of it is it just because there is so many superhero shows is it depends upon the storytelling. Like there are people who can tell good stories and there's people who don't do such a good job at it. And within those stories, like I had said before, like I look for the terrible with being that we're telling modern myths. Uh, I look for storytelling and also something that, that I can relate to as a human. So I look for the humanity and the struggle within the, the, the pop and the glyphs of, say, a superhero show. It's like underneath all the big bang kapow, like 
what's the heart of it? And that's what, what draws me to certain shows. So before we let you go, um, I want to go back to the beginning uh, real quick. So Wild Wild West doesn't have the greatest reputation among movie lovers, <laughs> but, but, does yeah. it, <laughs> but does it hold a special place in your heart as your first gig? Oh, for sure. Like, it, it's not my technically first gig, but it was my first big Hollywood gig. Uh, it really does. I, I learned a lot of valuable lessons that I, I still draw from today, being so new and green while working on Wild Wild West. I, um, I learned so much from Will Smith. Because at the time, uh, I saw Will Smith and the way that he treated people around him. It didn't matter if you were the the PA to, on the set up to the main producer. He treated everybody equally and with respect. And at one point, I was talking to one of his friends because I, you know, don't know Will very well. There's some working with him and whatnot. I was talking to one of his friends on set, and I go like, "Is this kind of like an act thing, or is this like how he is legitimately?" And they go, look, Will Smith is Will Smith 24 hours a day. And he treats everyone with respect and he has a good time, you know, and, and making people happy. And I, I myself, I'm in such a lovely position that, that I, I have a, a platform of positivity that I can, I like to make things that I can make. People are going through such horrible things in their lives with, with different tragedies and different traumas. And we don't know what someone's currently dealing with. And as an artist or an actor, my job is to tell a story to A, let you know that you're not alone, or B, to give you an escape. So working with Will and seeing how just gregarious and fun-loving that he was, I'm like, man, if I ever had, was ever in a position to, uh, that, that he's, he's in or to be a part of a bigger show and have a bigger role, that's how I want to be. But I, that was ingrained in me early on in the career. I think that was, what, 1998 when we shot that? And it's stuck with me for the longest time. So anytime I see Will in the future uh, 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 on shows, I remember that aspect of him. And it, it makes me feel good that, that someone is trying to, do, to be positive out there while still doing their art and not just making it about an ego trip about themselves. And I'm very thankful for that life lesson, which I don't even think he's, I'm sure he's probably never even heard or, or, uh, or knows about. Um, have you seen him uh, in Aladdin? I have not seen him in Aladdin yet, no. Well, He's not you... bad. <laughs> maybe you can have makeup stories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can totally yeah, commiserate going, how many hours did you take? Uh, how many layers of skin you lose? <laughs> awesome. So crazy. Well, thank you so very much for your time. It was really great talking to you, and best of luck with Swamp Thing. Guys, thank you so much for having me on the show, and thank you for letting me ramble. I have a tendency, like, like I said before, I get excited, and like you could ask me, like Derek, like what's your favorite animal? And it's like I will go like back in 1930. <laughs> answer the question. Stop telling me your life story. So thank you for letting me ramble, and uh, I had a, an excellent time. And we'll have to have you back when you're on the when you're on the next Star Wars show. We have you back. So oh, ramble that, some more. <laughs> that would be amazing. I'm crossing my fingers. Crossing <laughs> my fingers. All right, thanks, Derek. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, listeners, your turn. Will you watch Swamp Thing? Also, if you subscribe to the DC Universe, what's your favorite series so far? Uh, Titans is awesome. Is it really? I, I like it. I like ah, Patrol. okay. Although I actually really liked the Swamp Thing pilot, so yeah. more I see of it, maybe more. Oh, there you go. Go buy yourself a subscription. 
Well, do you have any thoughts on this, listeners? Let us know on Twitter. You can find us at Mothership Pod, or you can tweet at us individually. I'm at Brett Molina 23 I'm at Brian Truitt. And I'm at K-Lulz, K-L-A-W-L-S. Uh, and you can find Derek at Derek Mears. That's D-E-R-E-K-M-E-A-R-S. Don't forget, you can email us, too. We're at MothershipPod at USAToday.com. We will wrap it up right here. Thanks so much for listening. Special thanks to our pilot slash producers of Mothership this week, Shannon Green and Natalie Boyd. If you like the podcast and don't want to miss an episode moving forward, you can subscribe to The Mothership for free on Apple Podcasts. And while you're there, how about you leave us a rating or a review? It helps other people find the show, and we always love the feedback. If Apple Podcasts isn't your jam, you can also find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, Thanks again. Until next Friday, nerds out. Have a swampy weekend. Go Swamp. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.